Hello, friends and neighbors. This is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, July 28th. And guess what? Aside from the allergies that you hear in my voice, the mask is back. Stick around. I think you're going to be discouraged. Washington State was once admired for its public schools, its thriving economy, the safety of our cities, and our raw natural beauty. People wanted to move here. Now they want to leave. The truth is the radical left has been chipping away at our great state for a long time. They spent literally the last 30 years dismantling brick by brick the very virtues and values that made Washington State a sought-after place to live and work. The Democrats' assault on public safety through the demonization of police officers trying to do their job is threatening to our peace of mind and to the safety we have long enjoyed in the district. In fact, the disastrous policies of woke bureaucrats have emboldened criminals by allowing them to avoid conviction and incarceration. I've had enough. We can do better. The dream that Martin Luther King had for this country is quickly fading as once again we're focusing more on skin color than on character. Have you had enough? Because the left is just getting started. Our constitutional walls have been breached. Even our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is being threatened. I've had enough. This must not stand. It's time for a change in leadership. And the only way to combat the bold, hostile takeover of our American way of life is to elect bold leaders who love this country and are willing and ready to fight for her. I'm Heidi St. John, and I'm running for Congress because I know that together we can turn the tide and restore America to the values that have made her the greatest nation on earth. If you've had enough of weak Republican leadership and dangerous Democrats, I invite you to join me in the fight for the soul of America. There's no time to lose, and I'm just getting started. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So I think that might be the first time in probably nine years of recording this podcast that I said, I think you're going to be discouraged because I cannot think of another word for it. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me as my voice is just completely shot right now from uh, all the allergies and all the things in the air. And I thought, well, first of all, I'm going to get on here anyway, because I do a podcast five days a week, but I want to just bring you guys up to speed because the madness that the CDC is pushing, do you guys trust them at all anymore? Because I I really want to know. So yesterday morning, CDC comes out and says, never mind, the Rona is back. The, you know, the, the, uh, the variant, the Delta variant, if you see all of the headlines in the news, it's ripping through the United States. Never mind the fact that we're learning that their tests don't work. And, the, and I'd really like to know how they're testing for the Delta variant, by the way. Has anyone asked that question? Because I really, inquiring minds really want to know. But Twitter's not enjoying this. And I thought you guys might get a little bit of a, of a chuckle out of some of this because the CDC is being ripped for this reversal on masks. So basically what they've done is they've reversed their guidance that they gave in May and they recommended that certain vaccinated individuals don't have to wear them. Now they're saying, even if you're vaccinated, mask up. You guys understand that this is fear, right? Fear is contagious. I think it's worse than the Delta variant. And again, is the new variant more transmissible? Yes. Is it deadlier? Wait for it. No. Does it make you sicker? No. And so are those being impacted primarily by the unvaccinated? 
People think so. I don't. Because most of the people that I'm hearing from that are getting the so-called Delta variant and getting the Rona right now are vaccinated. And this is something that people are not really talking about because it doesn't fit the narrative. And uh, so if you want to increase the vaccination rate, and the government does, what's it going to do? Screw things up right? So now fully vaccinated people, they want you to wear masks again in high case areas. So what constitutes a highly infectious area? Well, nobody knows, but I'll bet you Father Fauci and the CDC are going to make up some science fiction to justify their new mask mandate. You guys, listen, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I am never doing this again. Never doing it again. The masks are dehumanizing. They're demoralizing. They don't work. The science doesn't back up these ridiculous mandates at all because the mandates are coming, by the way, not nationwide because Biden can't do that because of the midterms. Right. But federal agencies are one by one going to mandate it for workers and they're going to risk a loss of pay or their jobs if they refuse. So here's the message. Get vaccinated, but also continue to live in fear. You got does Is anybody is anybody bothered by this? Is anybody bothered? I'm I'm really I, I I don't even I'm almost beyond words now. Ben Shapiro came out on Twitter yesterday and said, "I got the vaccine. My wife got the vaccine. My parents got the vaccine. My small kids are small kids and none of us are masking in our own blanking home and the CDC with its ever-changing pseudoscientific nonsense can shove it." That's what he said. I didn't say that he said it. Steve Hilton via Twitter Young women who want to start a family are anxious about the vaccine's impact on fertility and have gotten zero science-based reassurance from the CDC or any public health authority. And now Governor Newsom is comparing them to drunk drivers. These are sick, cruel zealots. Father Fauci and the Branch Covidian and the Church of the CDC. Eric Hartman via Twitter said, so how's the CDC, quote, trial ballooning this new mask guidance via press leak helpful? So far, we have three different versions of what they might do or might not do or something. This is a clown show from the CDC. They're asking you to mask indoors if you live with children under 12. This is garbage. And the point is to keep you afraid. Listen, kids don't need masks and they never did. And we've got this in our schools now. There's no evidence. There's no evidence that the masks work. No evidence at all that non-N95 masks have any serious impact on the spread of the virus, especially the Delta variant, which we're learning spreads more quickly, but is far less deadly and far less serious. So if the CDC or anybody else tries to reimpose these cloth mask mandates, you guys have got to fight back. You have the science on your side. You have the science on your side. I I guess my question is just when will enough be enough? I'm watching every day clips of the resident in chief, Biden, who I, I, I seriously believe has a mental problem. It's dementia. It's Alzheimer's. Something is terribly wrong. And then you've got the CDC, you know, mask up. It's It's crazy. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. I never considered myself an anti-vaxxer until this. Father Fauci has made me into one. And you, and really, you can't be mad at people who don't want to get vaccinated after you've just given them all this ammunition to shoot down your dumb narrative, or at the very least, question it. 
Why do people who've had the vaccine need to mask up unless your vaccine doesn't work? But what's really frightening to me, and I keep saying this and I'm going to say it over and over again, watch what they're doing. These government officials, the disgusting panic pimps over at the White House and at the CDC and the headquarters of Father Fauci and the the National Health Institute, the panic pimps, and that's really what they are. And I know a lot of you guys don't like that word, and I'm really sorry, but that's what's happening. And we need to start telling the truth about it. It's time to stop fear-mongering. You guys need to stand up. Never let them do this to us again. I'm sorry, Costco, you do this again. I'm never coming back. Never coming back. So I read this on Town Hall. I'll link back to some of the stuff in the show notes today. The news about the U.S. COVID pandemic is even better than you've heard. Some 80 to 85% of American adults are immune to the virus. More than 64% have received at least one dose of the vaccine, and those who haven't, roughly, of, uh, roughly half, have natural immunity from prior infection, which includes Heidi St. John. You know what they call that? Lasting, durable, lasting immunity. I'm not going to get your, your, uh, your panic-pushed, fear-mongering, panic-induced vaccine. There's ample evidence, you guys, Scientific evidence that natural immunity is effective and durable and why the public health officials are not talking about this is astonishing to me. Only around 10% of Americans have had confirmed positive COVID tests, but four to six times as many have had likely had the infection. A February study in Nature used antibody screenings in the late summer of 2020 to estimate that there have been seven times as many actual cases as confirmed cases. A similar study by the University of Albany and New York's health uh, health department revealed that by the end of March of 2020, the first month of New York's pandemic, 23% of the city's population had antibodies. You guys, natural immunity is durable. They call that durable lasting immunity. Research from Washington University in St. Louis reported last month that 11 months after a mild infection, immune cells were still capable of producing protective antibodies. The authors concluded that prior COVID infection induces a, quote, robust and, quote, long-lived humoral immune response, end quote, leading some scientists to suggest that natural immunity is probably lifelong. Because infection began months earlier than vaccination, we have more follow-up data and the duration of natural immunity than on the vaccinated immunity. What is happening in the United States because of Father Fauci and the corrupt uh, officials at the CDC is criminal. It's ridiculous. And I keep thinking common sense is going to rise to the surface. And all this malarkey is going to go away. But what we see on the news, because panic sells, if it bleeds, it leads, is people in favor of lockdowns and more pandemonium experts who are peddling an agenda where we may never be allowed to go outside again. These people are looking for COVID zero. Oh, okay. So you guys go ahead and do that. But Heidi St. John, she's going to go outside. I'm going to get my hair cut. I'm going to go to restaurants. I'm not going to put masks on my kids. I'm not going to make them believe the lie that you guys are pushing. And I am angry. And if you're not angry about what's happening, you're not paying attention. As I'm watching 
you know, the CDC come out with their, with their, their so-called, you know, their, their new guidelines and the panic pimps and the pushing of this fear mongering lockdowns, you know, that are coming again. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm keeping a list this time. The first time we were all like, oh my goodness, I can't even believe, wow, that's happening. Oh my goodness. Look what happened at Walmart. Now Fred Meyer and now the bank and Costco and Delta. You've literally ruined airline traveling. And it's just, it's, it's, it's sickening to me. It's just sick. And then you saw uh, what's happening in Europe where they've got the first official passport now, the COVID passport. You guys are making you get a COVID passport for a virus with a 99.89% survival rate. Someone please explain this to me because I don't understand. Again, I'm not saying that people don't die from it. I understand that part. People die from illnesses every single year. They die from pneumonia. They die from the flu. They die from cancer. When are we going to talk about the depression pandemic that's sweeping through this country? That's what's ravaging our young people. It certainly isn't a virus that's sweeping through our high schools. It's amazing to me. And while this is happening, while all this is going on, there's a new transgender policy in our military. And I'm calling it, it is a willful demoralization of our American military. Listen to this from townhall.com. I'm a naval officer who spent the last 15 years on active duty. In that time, much has changed. Today, I'm required to affirm that a man who has had his penis turned inside out or a woman who's cut off her breasts has actually become a member of the opposite sex in order to keep my job. Let's look beyond the ick factor and grapple with what's really going on. Not until late in their political careers did Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden depart from their long-held position that marriage was exclusive to a man and a woman. Now, not only have they abandoned that claim, President Biden has firmly declared that transgender rights are the civil rights issue of our day. In short, powerful people are prone to dramatic reversals when they prove politically useful. We've expected that sort of chicanery from our politicians But the leaders of our military were a different story. We took them at their word when they swore an oath to the Constitution, and we cherish our apolitical fighting force. Unfortunately, it's time for greater scrutiny. For those of you who live in the civilian world, it's really hard to explain the magnitude of godlike fear, awe, and respect these men command to say nothing of the material rewards. If you don't think these are are powerful hooks sunk deep into their skin, think again. They've spent lifetimes scraping and sweating to get where they are, and they're not eager to see it disturbed. So when policies like those recently issued by the Department of Defense demanding everyone play along with the delusions of the mentally ill are issued preferred pronouns and everything, none of them says a word. Worse yet, they've been trained to pretend they agree. What began as an oath to, quote, support and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic— end quote, has become a luxuriant career that makes them wealthy, stages for them yet more lucrative follow-on careers, and stokes their egos into bonfires. Or do you believe that every one of these 50 and 60-year-old men suddenly realize that they've been wrong all along? That Bradley Manning isn't a traitor and that Chelsea Manning is a civil rights hero? Be serious. The only thing worse than men crazy enough to believe this nonsense is men cowardly enough to pretend that they do. And that's precisely what they're doing. They're pretending in order to protect the careers they love so dearly. So let's be clear. 
If you believe a man can become a woman, you suffer from a psychological disorder on par with those in the throes of gender dysphoria, only you have no excuse. They are genuinely unwell. You have merely been deceived. Furthermore, if you genuinely believe that men and women can mutilate their genitals, change their clothes, and become the opposite sex, you are unfit for military service at any rank, in any position, full stop. But these men don't really believe it. They are motivated by varying combinations of a desire to get promoted and a fear of getting fired. These are the men paid lavishly to defend our nation in a time of war. Many don't have the spine to speak an obvious yet suddenly unspeakable truth, men who will force out of service everyone who isn't also a coward in order to maintain uniformity. And don't expect exemption on religious grounds. The Department of Defense is wholly unconcerned with its members' constitutionally guaranteed right to free exercise of religion. I've spoken to senior members of the military, people in genuine decision-making positions, about the problem of compelling speech impermissible to most world religions. And the response has universally been, get in line with the new policy or get out of the military. So what's behind all this? Why are we being required to lie? Demoralization. The Soviets mastered the art of demoralization, forcing people to tell lies they knew were lies, knowing that each lie you tell chips away at your moral standing until after having become complicit in the deception, you have no moral standing left at all. If history has taught us anything, it's that those bought off by comfort and devoid of moral fortitude are already tools in the devil's hands. Ask yourself, what would the founders think if they knew the American military would one day only accept members who affirmed that men with permanently festering wounds where their penises used to be are actually women? Better yet, Imagine today's Department of Defense taking a piece of pork, announcing that it was transitioned to beef and demanding Muslims eat it or leave the military. They know who's being targeted by this charade. And that's why they're doing it. That article is written by Kurt Schlitger, posted yesterday. And I'll link back to it in the show notes today. You guys, this demoralization of the military goes hand in glove with the demoralization of ordinary Americans like you and me by making us pretend that the mask helped, that the masks work, that the Rona is going to kill you, that your kids are going to spread the infection. It's all part of a mass deception. And like I've been saying for a long time, we are living in terrifying times right now. We are living in a time of incredible deception and a generation of biblically illiterate Christians who do not know God's word and can't defend it. And I'm sorry to be so, you know, on edge today about all this. I know you guys were expecting my normal Wednesday cheer. But the truth of the matter is, we're in trouble. And as President Trump rightly pointed out when I had the opportunity to speak with him some weeks back, he said, I do not think our republic can long survive this assault. And the assault is coming from within. We will not be taken from without. At the rate we're going, we are going to collapse from within. Because we have walked away from and abandoned the principles that made this country great. And we have abandoned the God who gave us the freedom that we enjoy. And the Lord of Heaven's army said, I created them male and female in my image. Make no mistake, this is against the creator God. Attacking the image bearers of God. And my question is, where are the people of God? 
We have woke pastors, woke military leaders, woke doctors, woke lawyers, a woke president. And the nation's on fire. I hope you guys will join me. We started something uh, last Saturday called An Appeal to Heaven here in Clark County, Washington, following the killing of a police officer on duty. And we've entered into 40 days of prayer, which will end on September 1st. And I don't know about you, but I'm crying out to heaven. Because without God, we, we don't have a prayer. We really don't. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast in prayer today. Father, I'm coming before you as a woman who is just absolutely bewildered by the world that I find myself living in right now. And yet your word says, Lord, that we're supposed to enter your courts with thanksgiving. And as I stop to think about it, I have an awful lot to be thankful for. I thank you for a husband who's been faithful to me for 32 years. I'm thankful for the freedom that we have enjoyed thus far in our lives, the freedom to be able to homeschool our children and to share your word openly without fear of retribution. I thank you for your son. That because of him, we don't live for this city. We seek a city to come whose architect and builder is God. And Lord, we're in trouble. And so, Lord, I appeal to you today on behalf of my country, on behalf of the state of Washington, on behalf of the district that I represent, and appeal to heaven, Lord. We've appealed everywhere else, and it's just not working. And so, Father, I pray that you'd send your angels. I pray that you'd put an army around those men and women who are bold enough and brave enough to proclaim your truth. I pray that lies and liars would be exposed for what they are. I pray that this lie of the Rona and all of the fear that goes along with it, Father, you said in your word, you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Lord, wake up your people. Where is the power? Where is the love? Where is the sound mind? And as we have moved away from your word, we have sacrificed the good things that you've given us. And Lord, we're sorry. I find myself praying an awful lot, like a lot lately, Lord, just for a few righteous men, would you, would you spare the country? And honestly, you don't need to. Because if we're honest, we whatever we got coming, we've earned it. We have the blood of over 60 million unborn on our hands. We've denied you as creator. We've abandoned the things that you told us were good and right, and we've exchanged the truth for a lie. And so, Lord, I'm just coming to you humbly as a woman who loves this country and loves the world that you created And I'm asking for mercy today. Lord, I pray that you give every parent that's listening to this wisdom as they navigate whatever's coming ahead. I pray you give us courage that we could stand up, that we would not become part of a lie, that we would not participate in a lie. And Father, I pray for protection over those men and women who are truth tellers, who are telling the truth. This isn't a friendly place for the truth right now. 
And I pray that the parents that are listening to this have been wondering what to do with their kids. Lord, I pray that you'd give them supernatural wisdom. I pray that the decisions would come quickly and be clear. And as we see the country spiraling out of control, or we're watching it in so many areas, we're watching it with our gas prices, we're watching it with inflation, we're watching it in our housing, we're watching it with lumber prices, we're watching it in our health care with the rising costs of insulin and so many other things or the chaos that is in this world. And we know that you are not a God of confusion, but you are a God of peace. And this, you are a God of order, Lord, and this is the enemy and we come against him in the strong name of Jesus Christ. And we declare that no weapon that's formed against the children of God will prosper. And Lord, I thank you that this world is not our home, that we're just passing through. And in the meantime, Lord, I pray that you'd give us the wisdom and the courage to stand. Protect us, Lord, for we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, I appreciate you listening today. I'm going to come back tomorrow and do what I had planned to do today, and that is to continue answering your questions. I'm going to link back to a bunch of the articles that I quoted from today in this podcast. Uh, This is serious, you guys. I don't know where this is going, but I know one thing for sure. I want to be found on the side of truth. And there are a lot of people hurting right now. And so ask the Lord what you can do. A lot of you guys have been asking me about my run for Congress. Um, I've got so many more things to tell you about that. I'm going to be, by the way, this weekend at a prayer breakfast at uh, Calvary Chapel Tri-Cities in Kennewick, Washington. That's this Saturday, this coming Saturday, July 31st at 8.30 in the morning. And I'll link back to that registration link in the show notes today. We love you guys. I hope you'll continue to pray with us in this 40 days of prayer and fasting if the Lord so leads you. And uh, let's wait to see what God will do. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Remember that, you guys? And then God set his rainbow out into the sky. And so we're looking to the sky again. All right. We love you guys. Have a great day. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.